2: That is me, abnormal Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. And boy, oh, boy, oh, boy! Happy New Year, right? Happy New Year, uh, man. I went to church. Uh, yeah, I went to church on Sunday, and uh, you know what my pastor told me? And he was spot on. My pastor told me, you know, we don't need a new year. We need a new you. Amen. Oh <laughs> wow. Are you talking to me specifically or in general? But you know, it's a it's a great point, you know. You know, the new year is filled with a lot of times is hope. You know, it's a brand new start if you think about it, right? We we draw a line in the sand. We put a bow on the last year and everything's new, right? Everything's new. Every opportunity. Uh, it's a brand new year. You're writing your checks and dating everything with a brand new year, and you got to remind yourself, oh, it's not 2021. It's 2022. And so there's a lot of hope right now. That hope that that 2022 will be much better than 2021, because to me. 2021 was a little bit of a repeat of 2020, right? <laughs> right? And you hear what I just heard? You know, well, I'm, I'm, I connect to my, uh, to the studio there in Minneapolis about 30 minutes prior to the show. And, and John usually puts on Fox News. And I don't watch a lot of news because it's too depressing. And so I'm listening for 30 minutes to, to just the news as I'm, uh, waiting to go live. And John comes on about 10 minutes early. And I said, man, that's depressing. It's just depressing, I mean there's a million new cases of covid you got the uh, the unions teachers' unions wanting to send kids back to remote learning, and then you're reading about all the psychological mental problems coming from remote learning, all the psychological problems that kids are getting where they're afraid of each other where they they got wearing masks, they look demonic they they can't touch each other I mean whoa. It can get really depressing. In Virginia, do you see what's going on? Oh, my gosh, people have been stuck in their car for 19 hours. 19 hours. uh, It's a mess. The the storm came in. It rained at first, and then it started snowing, which made it worse, and so they couldn't put down ice. And there's like a 50-mile backup or whatever it is, and just people stopped on the freeway for 10, 12, 15, 19 hours, and man, hope is so important, and that's what I want to do today. Today, I want to give you something to think about, right, because our thinking dictates everything else. Matter of fact, one of the great qualities of a leader is their ability to ask the right questions. Because when you ask the right questions, they lead to getting the right answers. And and it is a new year, right? It's a it's a clean slate. It's time to move forward. And think about this: there's a lot of business. There's a lot of shiny objects and squirrels and and little things to to distract us and to keep us off focus, right? We have a multi-dimensional world of distractions out there. And so as a leader, we must focus our energy on our purpose. If we're going to make the most of our time, that's absolutely critical. And since the beginning of the year is a great time to cast a vision and set some outcomes, I thought today that we should check ourselves. Yeah, you know, we need to check ourselves. And if you don't know what I'm talking about in hockey, they do this, right? Right? Come on, Minnesotans, you know some hockey, don't you? Right? And you, you, you take that step, you know, you do a, a, a check, right? And, and you just want to sense where that person's at. When I, when I break karate boards, when I, when I do a standing karate board break, and I'm demonstrating for a class, a lot of times, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll call a little John Belushi on them. Now, what I'll do a lot of times, if they're standing, I'll push on the board. I'll take a couple deep breaths, and every time where I'm getting my key focused, I'll push on the board and just put a little pressure on it to see if that person's got the proper resistance. I check them. And, you know, we are called to live and examine life. It's absolutely part of uh, our experience as a self-actualized person, as a leader under construction. And by definition, we are told to question ourselves. and. What- question ourselves. I'm not talking talk about doubting ourselves. That's not what I'm talking about. But we are called to question our motives. We are called to take a personal inventory of our strengths and weaknesses. We are called to challenge ourselves. Did I give everything uh, I was supposed to give? Did I give it for the right reasons? Did I leave it on the field? Or did I leave it on the table? See, those are the questions I'm talking about. Because right now, there's a lot of hope. It's kind of like my graduations at the end of class. Boy, when people are in that classroom, they are hopeful. They are excited. They've been through two and a half days of a life-changing experience that you can read about at likeitmatters.net, but they're on fire. And then the graduation, and there's so much love, and so much hope, and so much excitement. And then they go out to a world that is the antithesis, the contrast of what they just experienced for three days. And it could be shell shock. It could be a rude awakening. And this is why I always prepare people. You know, some people, because I share with you the 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 dangers ahead of you, if you will, because I share with you some of the roadblocks that are going to pop in in front of you, some people consider that negative. And they say, well, sometimes you could be a little negative. It's not negative. It's proper preparation. And again, I treat you as a warrior because we're supposed to fight the good fight, Right. And so, as a warrior, we gotta remember this one concept: I would much rather be prepared for a battle that does not take place than not be prepared for one that does. That's the key. That's the key. I gotta pull up my lightsaber. I might not use it, but I learned because I gotta conceal to carry, prevent. So with my lightsaber. So if I'm gonna pull that saber out, man, I better be willing to use it. And you know what? When you're prepared. That's strength. You, Someone like uh, anybody studying studied martial arts, my brother, anybody will tell you that if you're really good at what you do, you shouldn't have to use it. You shouldn't have to use it, but you know it in case you need it, but you do your best not to use it if you don't have to. And so as we go forward, and today we're going to question ourselves, I'm going to have you question some things, ask yourself some important questions, and these questions will open up some some data, some feelings, some some reason whys that drive us, and you got to realize this is so important because we need hope. And, and I don't know, some of you realize the power of hope. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, a listener had sent me in this uh, little thing, and it's so true, It's called Rats in Water, Hope versus No Hope. It said that during a study at Harvard in the 1950s, Dr. Kurt Richter placed rats in a pool of water to test how long they could tread water. On average, they could do that for about 15 minutes, and then they'd give up and sink after 15 minutes. But right before they gave up due to exhaustion, the researchers would pluck them out, dry them off, let them rest for a few minutes, get their breathing under control, and then slowly put them back in the water for a second round. Now, in the second round, it's fascinating because remember the first round, they could only last 15 minutes and then they gave up. But in the second round, they didn't last five minutes they didn't last 10 minutes they didn't last 15 minutes they didn't even last 15 hours you know how they could go up to 60 hours wow 60 now let me tell you why this matters this is not cuz we want to drown rats that's not what this is about the conclusion drawn was that since the rats now believed see before they didn't know why well, they're in the water they're struggling they don't know anything but now they have a history They were pulled out of the water. They now know that they can be saved. So now since the rats believed that they would eventually be rescued, they could push their bodies way past what they previously thought possible. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what we need to do for the new year. And I'm going to tell you right now, I pray that you have adversity in the new year. I pray that you learn how to overcome because it is like a muscle. And boy, if you can get that muscle built up, when other people lose that hope that you have right now, you'll maintain it. Because self-confidence creates a belief system that allows you to have hope. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to check ourselves. We're going to question ourselves to create a foundation so that we have a hopeful new year. I'm Black. We'll be right back. I think you need a checkup from the neck up.
0: You lack discipline. Sightseeing in Paris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Catch up on the latest news and information affecting Minnesota's great outdoors with Outdoor News Radio on Freedom 1570. We talk hunting, fishing, and natural resources in the great state of Minnesota every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Joining me, Rob Jerislein, our guests like bow hunting expert Tony Peterson, professional anglers like Tackle Terry Tuma and Tim Westmeister, and nature gurus like the bird chick Sharon Saylor. Sundays at 8 a.m. on Freedom 1570. It's Outdoor News Radio. Wake up with the Freedom 1570 Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint in a detailed yet concise manner. Sign up at Freedom1570.com. Just use the keyword subscribe.
3: Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening.
1: For probably two thirds of my 30 year law enforcement career, I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight month program. I went through that program, I went back later on as a facilitator, so. I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic, it was intense, it was powerful, you know, it was, it was amazing, it was amazing.
3: Leadership Awakening. Change your heart, change your mind, change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next leadership awakening. Son, your ego is
0: writing checks your body can't cash.
2: So true. I've lived that before. I've lived that. I am black and you are back to the like it matters radio network and you are under construction and you know what that means that means we're going to be a little bit better today than yesterday a little bit better tomorrow than today that's what we're called to be and if you live your life under construction working every day to be a little bit better what else is there I mean, right? Keep it simple, soldier. Remember, as a leader, we got to be a great kisser. It's a great acronym. K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, soldier. And the reason why, as a leader, we need to kiss well is because the, our enemy's number one weapon formed against us is confusion. It's confusion. And see, when we get confused, we start losing hope. See, as a leader, our number one commodity is hope. We got to be hope pillars, but let 's be honest there, there there's not a lot of uh, of hopefulness in America today in the world I mean our president uh is one of the most downtrodden guys oh, it 's going to be a, a winter of deadness and coldness and not a joke. You know, the only yeah the only country in America uh, in the world to have one million cases of covid now again i 'm not wrapped up in covid uh people get the flu every year people get the cold every year. Uh, you know, I'm not wrapped up in it. I'm not worried about it. Uh, I've never once been tested. I don't got any shots and whether you have the shot or don't, I mean, it seems the COVID affects you the same. And some people, and I've had friends who got it really bad, got it really bad. So I'm not downplaying it. Uh, man, man, there's disease out there and it takes an effect. And so what we need to do is take the control of the one thing we have, and that is ourselves our hearts and our minds. See, when we have hope, we're willing to overcome. When we have hope, when we get knocked down, we pick ourselves up, we dust ourselves off, and we hit it again. When we have hope, we have a reason to overcome, right? See, but when people are helpless, it's because they're hopeless. If they have no hope, then all the help in the world don't matter. There's gonna be obstacles. You got to get this, whether it's the election is obstacle, whether it's progressives are the obstacle, whether it's communism's obstacle, whether it's the devil, the obstacle, there's going to be outside forces that you cannot control. But what you need to focus on, what I need to focus on, if we're going to be successful is on that, which we can control. You know, one of my good friends, Adrian Lyles, he's a head of the, what's called the pool movement. P-U-L-L movement. I've had him on the radio show a couple times. He's a good friend, a good brother. uh, And he's a brother from another mother. We have the same father, uh, but a different mother. Uh, And his skin is a lot darker than my skin. You might call him black-skinned, and I'm very pale-skinned. And his entire push out there is to remove the construct of race, because there's only one human race. Uh, there isn't black blood. All blood is red, right? Uh, there isn't all this black this and black that, my people, your people. He rails against that because we are one human family. Uh, even Jesus says, who is my mother? Who is my brother? But he or she who does the will of my father, that is my mother. That is my brother. And so Adrian posted this thing called Discrimination Nation. He posted this on Facebook, and I told him I was going to share it. He says, quote, I'm tired of being discriminated against everywhere I go. Uh, and because of this, this made me want to compile a list of the many ways America discriminates against people. He put, number one, short people often get looked over for opportunities. And then he put in parentheses, uh, that pun will grow on you over time. <laughs> he says, the average for- Fortune 500 CEO, yeah, a little slow, wait for it, wait for it. So the average Fortune 500 CEO is six foot tall. Now, I'm 5'7". I've been discriminated against all my life because I'm, uh, what do we call it now, vertically challenged, right? Right? So, the average for a Fortune 500 CEO is six foot tall, which is two and a half inches taller than the average American man. So, a height has privilege, right? And short people, quote, get the short end of the stick, and I've lived that before. People look at you differently. Uh, how about this? Overweight people. Overweight people have the hardest time finding clothes that fit. Hey. Designed for skinny people, right? Every time someone that's uh, heavy gets onto a crowded elevator, let's be honest, uh, there are people who have all kinds of weird thoughts going through their head, right? Weird looks. Think about this. How about poor eyesight? Have you ever seen a child with glasses? I think they're a child. They're not. They didn't pass forty. Now need glasses like most of us old men, right? They're a child. They were. They were born with poor eyesight. They did nothing wrong. And yet, poor eyesight limits many jobs, right? Pilots, air traffic controllers, military marksmen uh, require excellent eyesight. So, technically, right? Isn't that unfair? I mean, I mean, people are born with poor eyesight. It's not their fault. Why should they be discriminated against, right? How about this? Curly-haired people, right? Curly-haired people get the worst of the discrimination. Have you uh, you've never seen? If you've ever been in a hotel, you've never been to a hotel that has complimentary, complimentary shampoo, right? For people with curly hair, do they? Nope. And so he, he puts this at the end of that. He said, discrimination is all around us. He said, quote, trying to eliminate discrimination is like, quote, trying to get rid of kudzu in Georgia. I don't know what kudzu is. (laughs) He said, skin color carries a connotation in America that is likely to linger much, much past my lifetime. My goal is to teach my boys what kind of discrimination is intolerable and how to overcome it. Not all discrimination is hurtful or should be eliminated. Some jobs are given to older people because of experience. Some jobs are given to younger people because of agility. My short, little, curly-haired boy may be overlooked for some opportunities and sought out for others. Either way, he's being taught that he has unique purpose in life. There are many colors, cultures, heritage, and nationalities, yet still only one human race. And why did I share that? Because you got to realize, you know, that's on everybody else. People are going to be hateful and bitter. So what? That's their problem. People are going to be disrespectful. That's their problem. People are going to like you or dislike you for things that you know nothing about. Guess what? That's not your problem. And so as we start this new year, you need to learn one thing, not only one to welcome adversity because it builds you up, it makes you stronger, it teaches you to overcome, it builds self-confidence, it builds a structured belief system. You want adversity. Remember, there's three zones we live in in life. And the one that most people live in that never get out of is called the comfort zone. It's called the comfort zone. That's our things go to die there. Look at how many people are comfortable wearing a mask. I'm stunned. I went to 24-Hour Fitness today. Yes, I did. Proud of me. Yes. I'm on eight day of my diet. Eighth day eight. uh, And I'm kicking butt. Kicking butt. I've been honoring it. And today I went to the gym uh, and stunned that they, at 24-Hour Fitness, they used to type in my number and then they let me in. now you have to do an app because now they're going to screening you for COVID. It's a California-based company. Yeah, it's a California-based company. So I've been a member of them for 12 years. And so now, because of the fear of COVID in California and all these liberal states, when you talk about Michigan or California or Massachusetts or New York, where they're destroying the economy, destroying the education, destroying so much because they're comfortable with the COVID. They're comfortable wearing a mask wherever they go, protecting their own self-interest, And you got to realize none of that you can control. But what you want to do is prepare yourself to overcome adversity. Now, I've been reading a lot uh, for this radio show and for myself about overcoming adversity because you want adversity. Because that comfort zone, things go to die. See, right outside that comfort zone is that second zone called false evidence appearing real. It's fear. Remember, it's not real. The only power that it has is the power we give it to see people driving around in their car with a mask on by themselves. I mean, it's just crazy. To see people jogging outside in the open with a mask on, Stop it's it. crazy. When I go to jail to visit inmates, uh, when I do my jail ministry, I mean, the people in there, they all have to wear a mask. When I go in, they require a mask. I think all day long, these people are sitting there with a mask on, breathing in their own exhale, which is waste. I, I'm just stunned. All because they're comfortable in that. And you got to push out. I, I live in a little bit of fear. Yeah, COVID could get me. I'm not wrapped up in it. False evidence appearing real. If you let it affect you, if you start doubting yourself, if you're worried about death and worried about this and worried about that, then again, how focused are you going to be to living your life in the now moment? How focused are you going to be on other people? One of the biggest problems with COVID is we become so about our survival. It's all about us. We're wrapped up in this. And so we got to learn how to overcome adversity. And some of the things we got to do is take a serious look at what you let defeat you in the past. This is where you question yourself about the past. What is your biggest obstacle? Is it late at night where you're eating? Is it when you're around your wife and you start smoking again? Is it when you drink a little, you start doing this? you got to figure out what is your greatest enemy? What is that one thing in your life based on your past that you've allowed to defeat you? Are they small or are they big? you got to identify it so you can prepare in advance. you got to hold your goal in mind. What do you want it to look like? And by the way, you got to get off the details. you got to go on the reason why. You sell the sizzle, not the steak. I want to impact at least 10,000 people's lives directly this year. That's my goal. Now, I don't know if that's on the radio show. I don't know if that's on a podcast or whatever it is. But why? That's not my goal, just to have a goal. I want to change people's lives. I want people to have a better life today because they've crossed my path. I want to stand before God someday and hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. So you got to prepare in advance. you got to begin with the end in mind. you got to get yourself emotionally involved. And after the break, I'm going to go through some of the questioning. And the questioning that we're going to ask ourselves is to get ourselves emotionally involved. Because if you're not emotionally involved with your life, who can be? And when things get tough, you know what keeps you going? Your emotional connection. And if you're not emotionally connected, you'll give up, you'll walk away, or you'll stay down. And that's not acceptable. So I am Black, and we'll be right back. Well done, our good and faithful servant.
1: We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. helping people live their lives like they matter. That's Mr. Dot Black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life.
2: Before Bamboo HR, <laughs> I feel like crying
1: just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper, and we literally had paper stacked. It was all in spreadsheets and like folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer.
3: As soon as we started using the Bamboo like onboarding checklist, I mean,
1: <laughs> it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service—like, there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm like totally set free to focus on the people, to focus on the. Development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do
3: more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them.
1: Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR.
3: We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit bamboohr.com/hr for this free trial offer. That's bamboohr.com/hr. Take a listen to these words about like it matters leadership awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, unless executive, professional communication training to to how to hold a fork. It, the the leadership awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge
1: This thing that we live in starves people. It's
3: not
0: getting better, it's
2: deepening. Is it safe?
1: We are in the beginning of a mass extinction.
2: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, application, and the mass extinction that Greta was talking about, for me, it means a totally different thing. I'm talking about mass extinction of helplessness. And there's so much helplessness going on out there, and we get to be the opposite. We get to be at the antithesis. We get to be the contrast. That's why those of us that are children of God, we are called by God to be different. We're not to be like the world. We're not to think the same way. We're to, to metamorphosize our thinking, to think differently. And so as a leader, as a Christian, you know, you got to realize we're going to have some adversity, embrace it, accept it. And what I do on this show, what I do in my leadership training is prepare you because when you're prepared for an adversary, when you're prepared for adversity, it doesn't defeat you. It builds you. It grows you. It makes you better. It makes you stronger. It's like working out at the gym, You do that so that you get stronger. You build up muscle mass, muscle memory, muscle retention. And we need the same thing in our belief system. And we need the same thing in our hope. This year, let's build our hope muscle. Because, man, the world, as you read the news, it is depressing. And, man, if you're a Christian, if you're a conservative, uh, then you're the biggest threat to democracy in this country, our, our president says. Uh, and there are things going on around us that are not good. There, there are people that have targets on us to get us. You can't control that. Leave that in God's hands. Our job is to be everything we were created to be. And that starts with belief that we can do it. And that creates some hope. And you got to hold your goal in mind. I was talking about before the break. You got to make it real. What does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? And, and, And there are small daily things. Like I'll use the example of me getting back in shape. I got 100 pounds to lose. I got a long journey ahead of me, but I'm into it now. I decided... To wait till uh, December 26th. Why? Because my wife was making incredible goodies. Seven layer bars at all Marocca. And to be honest with you, I have a terrible sweet tooth, and I normally Logical. in the past haven't eaten no. those. So I gave myself uh, till the 26th. I'm going to start on the 26th. You got to take into account a start time when you know you can put the required effort into it. This is why the New Year's is so cool because you can start fresh, you can start new. And when you're starting something new, consider carefully that starting date. That's why for me, I had to decide. Okay, I'm not going to fight this battle. I'm not going to do this before Christmas. My kids are coming over. We're going to have a big Christmas meal. I wasn't going to do that to my family, to myself. So I start on the 26th, and then. I know myself. You got to know your personality. You got to know, are you a morning person? Are you a night person? Uh, uh, what are your proclivities? What are the things you're not good at? And take those into account. I'm a morning person. And so getting up a little earlier in the morning is okay for me. Uh, and also, I realized the biggest thing for me is if I'm going to stay up late not to eat. So one of the big things besides cutting out sugars uh, and dairy and cheese and all carbs are not vegetables or uh, legumes, if you will, but for me is eating after 6.30. And so really hard cut off that time at eating after six thirty because I know that's my weakness. Because I stay up later with my wife and my wife eats late and then I snack with her and it's terrible. Discipline. And to go to bed yeah, not discipline, absolutely. So all this to say, listen, you got to know yourself. And you got to prepare, so take into account all that stuff. But I'm going to tell you right now, the biggest thing you need right now as you start this new year is an emotional connection. And I started alluding to that right at the break. That's why I always go back to this quote uh, from uh, Guy Kawasaki says to the luckiest of people, a time comes when they join or launch a cause that forever changes their lives and the lives of others. Losing yourself in a cause is delicious. It's intoxicating. The best word to describe the sensation, crusade. The first thing you need to believe about a crusade is this. Never underestimate its power. It can transform ordinary people, products, and companies into devastating flamethrowers. And here's your mic drop. Listen carefully to this next sentence. You have to have a passionate desire to make a difference and fearlessly believe in your cause. Do you hear the emotion in that? You have to have a passionate desire to make a difference and fearlessly, not fearfully, fear believe in your cause. See, this is all about your heart. You've got to control those things you can control, and you got to check yourself. And the biggest check is the heart. There's something in the um, the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Jesus. It's called the the six contrasts, and he has six of them. And Jesus says, "Well, you've heard it said said this, and I say this. You've heard it said this, but I say this." See, what God was taking was taking religion, external. Outside stuff, activity, and internalizing it. (coughs) He was making it part of the heart. See those contrasts. What I call the antithesis. What those are? Those are questioning the heart. You've heard it said that not commit adultery, but I say if you look at a woman, lust in your eyes, you've ever committed adultery within your heart. See, God's talking about it's a heart issue. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's a hard issue. One of the things I do, I, t- I do a lot of one-on-one counseling. I do a lot of uh, what I call life caddy work. And I work a lot uh, with movers and shakers, people who influence other people. And I, one of my biggest things I get with people is they're afraid to give feedback. They're afraid to give constructive criticism because people are so weak today. People are so snowflake. People are ready to uh, block an attack and go to HR for everything. And so people have stopped giving feedback, stopped giving uh, negative feedback or constructive criticism. And I said, there's only three things you can control. Uh, What you say, the way you say it, and the reason, the underlying intent for why you said anything at all. And the reason I give this is I remember I used to be in the financial services and I had another job and I had a lot of assistance. And uh, uh, the, my partners wanted my staff to dress more professionally. And um, I really didn't want to tell the people how to dress, I thought it was a little bit too controlling. And so what I did is I encouraged. I changed the way I dressed, I encouraged. And I was reading the book, of How to Win Friends and Influence People. And so, sorry, I got scratching my throat. And so one day, uh, my elite assistant came in and she had dressed differently than she normally did. She dressed more professional. So I told her, uh, Thank you so much for, for taking my advice. Uh, you look very professional. That's a beautiful dress you're wearing. And she started crying. She started ca- going cathartic on me. I thought she was going to curl into a ball. Yeah, like that. Uh, I mean, she was losing it. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't know. What did I do wrong? Oops. And for for me, it affected me. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, I said something positive. Uh, I said something nice. Uh, I wasn't mean. And so but it started. I was a young guy. It started really. I started questioning myself in a negative way, doubting myself like, oh, my gosh, should I not give feedback. Should I not do this? I mean, it really had a big toll on me. And, and our relationship with this woman that was my assistant. It went downhill from there. You couldn't. It went so fast. Uh, it was like the Biden presidency he just dropped through the floor. And so I had I had to let her go. Uh, about six months later, we were at some UNLV function, some run and rebel function. And whenever we went to UNLV function, there was always beer involved. And so I ran into this woman, and she was pretty drunk. She probably had a good five, six beers in her. And she told me what I didn't know about this event that eventually led to her firing. See, she had lived with this guy, but... The guy that she lived with when she got fired was not the same guy that I was used to her living with. She had lived with this other guy for a couple of years. And one night she went out with some friends, somehow got separated with some friends and went home with another guy, met a guy, went home with him, spent the night with this guy. So in the next morning, realizing what she'd done uh, after her boyfriend that she lived with yesterday, went to work. She went to her old house, her house of yesterday, got all her stuff out, moved in with this new guy that she hooked up with last night. So this was the setting. And so the morning of the event where she came in the office and just started crying after I complimented her was that day. Here's what happened. And I didn't know this till I met her drunk and she shared this about six months later. She said that morning of the event, her and her new boyfriend got to a knockdown drag out fight about that dress. And why? Because her previous boyfriend had given it to her. And so it got ugly. I mean, he called her all kinds of terrible names. I mean, they almost got in a fist to I mean, it was pretty bad. Now, I, I had to ask myself, did I make Lynn cry? Was it my fault? Because I was really questioning myself. And so I had to come up with three things. Number one, what we say. Number two, the way we say it. And number three, the underlying intent of why I said anything at all. What I said was truthful. She did respond to my, my leanings. She did dress more professionally. Number two, the way I said it was professional. I didn't say it with some weird slant, some hidden innuendo. I told her she looked professional, and thank you. And the third question was the biggest one. Why did I say anything at all? Why did I just shut up? And the reason I said something at all is because I wanted to build her up. Because I was reading a book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, and I wanted to test the validity of what they were teaching me. See, my underlying intent was pure. That's what we got to do, though. We got to question our heart. We got to check ourselves. We got to check our our, our heart. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day and do it again and again and again? What's your big payoff? If today was your last day on this planet and you were going to be standing before God, are you doing what you should be doing when your master returns? See, this is why we got to check our heart. This is not about rights. This is not about justice. This is not about privilege. This is not about skin color. This is about is appointed for man to die one time and then comes a judgment. When you're standing before God at the end of your life, what do you want said about you? And that goes to the heart. And so after the break, I'm going to have you question yourself with some specific questions for your unique purpose. We'll be right back. He is a loathsome, offensive brute. (laughs) This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be.
0: salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
3: Don't get caught out in the cold this winter. Take advantage of Full Service Batteries' winter battery and charging system check for your car. They'll keep you safe in freezing temperatures. They can also help with your snowmobile, ATV, tractor, or deep cycle battery for ice fishing shacks. They offer the lowest prices in town on batteries, and they'll even professionally install them. Stay safe this winter with a powerful new battery installed by Full Service Battery. Call them today. Just go to FullServiceBattery.com. That's FullServiceBattery.com.
0: You listen every day. They never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. For me? Like Freedom 1570 on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more.
2: You gotta grow up. This is a big deal. It's a big deal. This is Mr. Black, and you are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. And today, I'm having you check yourself, you gotta check yourself, and by that I mean to question yourself. We're called to live an examined life. An unexamined life is not worth living. Even Paul tells us that if you examine yourself to see if you're still in the faith, if you judge yourself properly, God doesn't need to. We should be questioning ourselves. Do you have a standard? This is what I talk about all the time. Do you have a standard? What's your litmus test? How do you know if you're having a good day or a bad day? How do you know what a good week looks like or what a bad week feels like? How do you know if it's a good year? What, what needs to take place in 2022 for it to be a good year? And if what took place, whatever that what is happened, it would automatically make it a bad year. These are important questions. And you sure ain't going to learn this stuff in school. I mean, our schools are falling apart. I just uh, was listing in $27,000 per student. That is what Chicago taxpayers pay for every student, $27,000 per student. They have a failing... Uh, education system and most people when they get out of school cannot even aren't even proficient in math or reading uh, at a high school level when they get out of high school first of all and they you spend must twenty seven <laughs> the
0: flatulation
2: of the matter by transmitting the effervescence of the Uh, indonesian proximity. That makes me laugh because that is humor, but what you're hearing is what's really being being taught almost. $27,000 per student is what's going on. I mean, can you believe that? So you've got to learn. You've got to push yourself. You've got to question yourself. You know, uh, learning is lifelong. And by learning, we don't mean go to college for 30 years like a lot of liberals do. I know people have six degrees. They can't do anything in life, but, boy, they have a lot of papers to hang on their walls. Boy, can they, Lord, I've studied a lot of things. I've taken a lot of tests. I've had the government give me a lot of money to pay for these institutions. But can you question yourself? Can you learn? learn applicable things that make you better today than you were yesterday, better tomorrow than today? And can you take that knowledge, that wisdom, and pass it on to other people? So let's uh, let's ask ourselves some questions. Please, if you're driving, do not stop and do this. That would be silly. Just tonight, when you go back home, just go to likeitmattersradio.com, and you can listen to this radio show. But I wanted you to ask yourself 10 questions, and these questions will kind of open up the door uh, to where you need to be focused on. First of all, what do you feel are your greatest strengths and personal talents? Those qualities which comprise unique potential and purpose. This is a key question. What makes you? you remember we're all unique we're all different we all have different fingerprints different DNA and so we have different paths we have different gifts and talents some people have a sense of humor some people don't some people can use words well some people don't some people like people some people don't you got my point Quit putting right or wrong, good or bad on this stuff. Just take a personal inventory. What do you feel are your greatest strengths and personal talents, those things that make you, you? Number two is a great question. If you had unlimited time and resources, what would you do? I mean, think about this. In 2022, if you had all the money in the world, all the time in the world, and you could do anything you wanted to do, what would you do? Now, you might write something and say, but I can't do that because I don't have that. Okay, then here's the next question. What does that bring me? See, it's not really about what you're doing. It's really about what that brings to you. You know, the reason that people want all these little pieces of green paper or gold coins is not because they want to collect a little piece of green paper, what we call greenbacks, or because they want to collect gold coins. They want all that money because what they believe that money will get them. That's why. People don't want a a young trophy spouse, whether it be man or woman, just so they can uh, look at them nicely. They want them for their own personal benefit. Don't you get it? We never want something just because. We want what it brings us. Again, in in sales, they say sell the sizzle, not the steak. Why? What does this bring you? Why do you get such fulfillment from it? Here's the third question. When I reflect on my personal life and business life, what activities do I consider the greatest worth or value? I mean, take a look at a typical day, a typical week, and again, this is okay to look back because you, you haven't done this yet in the near future or in the in the current space, unless it's you're doing the same thing you've always done. And then take a look at everything you've done in a day and a week, all that activity, What activities do you consider the greatest worth or value? Identify the top three, four, five things, and then ask the question, why? Why do I consider these a great worth or value? There's a lot of good information under that why question. Uh, Number four, what are the most important relationships in my life and why? And this will tell you a lot about how you can move forward. What are the most important relationships in your life and why? It's called a relational hierarchy. And ladies and gentlemen, we all need a relational hierarchy. Why? How do we know where to spend our time? Right. Remember the uh, years ago is I'm number two Christian thing. I'm number two. I'm number two. when I do the math, I'm number eight. You know, God's my first love. I'm in love with my Lord Jesus Christ. So he's my first love. Uh, God says, when you get married, you'll leave your mother and father and cling to a wife. Right. So my wife is called to be my second love. I have four kids, faith, my oldest, Christian, uh, my oldest son. Uh, then I got Major and Bunia, so I got 4. There's 6. And then the whole purpose, not only for God choosing me, but for God saving me and keep me on this planet. So there's number 7, and then number 8 is me. So I'm 8th. How did you get to second? You got my point, right? And so you got to have a relational hierarchy. What are the most important relationships in your life? Identify those and then ask the question, why? Why are they so important? How about this question? Are you the type of leader that you would choose to work with? Be honest. Cut the fluff. Well, honestly, the the truth will set you free, but first, it's going to make you a little uncomfortable. Are you the type of leader that you would choose to work with? Why and or why not? There could be some yeses and some noes. Come on, we got to question ourselves and be honest. Lying to yourself when you're asking these questions is useless. Why ask them at all? Yeah, be honest. Number six, here's a great one. Do you consider yourself a role model? Why and or why not? This is such a great question. Do you consider yourself a role model? Now, I'm going to tell you right now, every one of us is a role model. People are always watching. They're either using you as an example of what they'd love to be like or what they never want to be like. And so you got to ask yourself, when you look at neurosocial conditioning, right, there's only two driving forces in life. You're either moving toward something or moving away from something. You're either moving toward pleasure, something you like, or moving away from pain, something you don't like. So, people are using every other human being out there as that exact thing. They're either use you as something they'd want to be like or something they never want to be like. They're either use you as an example or something they want to move toward or someone they want to move away from. And so you got to ask yourself what type of role model are you? Are you the type of role model that's causing people to move away from what you believe? what you support, or are you the type of role model that's causing people to move toward what you believe, what you support? But I'm going to tell you right now, either way, you're a role model, and your kids are watching, and other people are watching, and we give people permission through our actions. I think it was Billy Graham years ago that said, um, you know, Christians give more people more reason to deny God than anything the devil could ever come up with. And here's another question. It's a two-part question. First question is What are my roles in life? Think about all the roles you play in your life, all the hats you play. You know, for me, I'm a radio show host, I'm a counselor, my life caddy, uh, I'm a son, I'm a, a husband, I'm a father, I'm a, you see it? All I'm a trainer, I'm a speaker, I'm a podcast host, right? All those things. So identify all the different hats you wear, all the different roles. I'm an uh, uh, ATM machine. I'm a taxi a cab driver, right? Yeah, I'm a man. <laughs> Some are doubtful of that, but I am, I promise you. I know which bathroom to use, I promise you. And then once you identify those roles and then ask yourself a question, um, what can you do to increase those roles? You know, you identify the roles. Now, what's one or two things that you could do to improve that? And then question number eight, here's an important question you should know. And if not, you need to figure this out. What is your mission? Why do you get up each day, do what you do, Go home at night, get the next day, and do it again and again and again. How do you know at the end of your life if your life has been successful or not? What is your mission? Number nine, where are you now in relation to your mission? It's a status report. What are you on course on? What are you off course on? And lastly, ten, this is a big one. In what ways do you make a difference? How many people's lives are better because their path has crossed your path? See, you can take a look at adversity and think it's unfair, it's hostile, or it's unfavorable. But there's something called turning adversity into opportunity. And one thing we got to realize is we can grow, we can get better. It's building a muscle, it's working out of the gym. It's learning to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and hit it again. The more you do that, the easier it becomes. Proverbs twenty four sixteen says, A righteous man will stumble seven times but get back up, but the wicked will stumble into ruin. Go to likeitmatters.net. Let's make 2022 a hopeful year. I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network, where my number one goal is to remind you, when you live your life like it matters, it does.
0: Why don't you say something righteous and hopeful for a change? Why don't you dig how beautiful it is out here? Why are you here? Ah, man, winter's here, and I missed out on getting my roof done.
3: Did you at least get your siding fixed? Nah, didn't get to that either. Well, I wouldn't worry. Just call JTR Roofing. JTR will give you an estimate and get your project on their calendar for first thing in the spring.
0: There are a ton of roofing and siding companies. Why should I call JTR?
3: First, check out their online reviews, like this one. JTR did the roofing and siding on our house. Fantastic. And conscientious workers. Okay. Or there's this one. I can't say enough about what great guys they are. JTR should be your first and last call. Hmm. Plus, JTR Roofing is also a locally owned company. They stand behind their work and
0: they'll be there for you in the years to come. JTR Roofing. Sounds like I better give them a call. Visit JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no obligation consultation. JTR Roofing, windows, siding, and gutters. JTRRoofingInc.com.